Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. Highly offensive and indecent material. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm gonna suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now, the one, the only, Adam Sank. Bottom. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And now we owe the Beatles estate a million dollars for singing that. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. Okay. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We're coming at you live if you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, July 18th, 2020, at dnrstudios.com. We're actually at dnrstudios.com which is the only place to hear this podcast live and also the entire week that it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes, wherever else you listen to this. Email me anything at adam at adamsank.com. Hey, if you are listening live, you can call in at 844-825-5367. We tried this two weeks ago and Gail was the only caller. It could be that Gail is our last surviving live listener. And I say surviving because sadly we did lose Charles from Cornholm. A year ago. I think those are the only two live listeners. His, I, the anniversary was yesterday. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Rest Charles. In peace. We love you. Um, but anyway, yes, if you, if you do listen live, I'm curious to know if anyone besides Gail's listening. 844-825-5367. Hi, Gail. We love you, too. We love you, Gail. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, and most importantly, get your official ass merch, T-shirts, tank tops, even a notebook for writing all of your dirty fantasies. The link to buy all of that stuff is adamsank.com. Let me just say, Ryan and JB, that my ass merch finally arrived yesterday after about seven weeks same. of our, waiting. Our ass merch arrived at the same time. Yes, as we speak, JB is wearing a beautiful black t-shirt that says, The Adam Sank Show, This Is Fuckery. It's very cute. He very coined chic. it, and now he's wearing it. Yes, I did. Um, but here's the good news. I went on yesterday and ordered an additional item for myself, and now it says uh, we'll ship in 10 to 15 days, which is a lot shorter than it used to. Yeah. So I apologize if any of you are waiting for your merch. It does arrive. It's actually very good quality. It's worth the wait. Ryan has yet to order my, mine, my a shipment single is, it's, it, thing. No, no um, the shipment, yeah, it's been delayed. Um, no, I, the, the, the website was, was down. Yeah. I mean, we got the faggotries. Shade. Of the- of tank tops that you like to wear, buy yourself a tank top. I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that you could be wearing, but um, that's up you to you. Could have spotted, but you didn't. I'm not gonna buy you shit. I buy you a bagel every other Saturday. Yeah, I bought mine. It was nice. That's true. By the way, podcast award nominations are open through the end of July. If you haven't yet, go to uh, podcastawards.com. Nominate the ass in the Feast of Fools LGBTQ and Adam Curry People's Choice Award categories. Today, you guys, I'm very excited. We have a brand new guest today, someone of whom I have been a fan for two years. Um, he's a YouTube star. His name's Colin O'Leary. I literally commented on one of his uh, videos. I was like, why isn't this guy the most famous person in the world? And he wrote back like, I don't know, maybe soon or something cute mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, come on my podcast. And he's like, definitely. So if you've uh, 
if you've not seen it, Colin does these carpool karaoke type videos, but he's lip syncing um, primarily to show tunes while his mother drives him around completely deadpan. And his lip syncing is genius, but so are his costumes and sets, which he constructs himself. He's a stunt queen. And fuckery. There's like, also fuckery. There's all kinds of fuckery. Genius. Uh, he's great. We're going to be talking to him a little later in the hour, but it is my great pleasure to welcome back into the studio, officially... Uh, the King of the Pigs, my co-host and partner in crime, Ryan Frostig, along with our producer, the Queen of Fuckery, J.B. Bercy. Oink, oink. Welcome hello, to hello. you both. Yay! It really is nice to be back in the studio. It's lovely. What it difference really it makes. And the quality is so much better, and the, our repartee is better. Yes. And there's, there's AC, faces. and there's I'm not sitting home with a nice base of sweat on me. Do you not have any AC, JB? I do have AC, but I'm a cheap bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This week, we're about to have dangerous heat, heat indexes. Wave. Over 100, they're saying. I'm fine when I have my fan directly on me, and then I'm mm. good. But then oh. once... If once, it gets to be too much, turn I'm on your AC. AC. If you need seriously, like I'll pay for your electric no, bill this fine. month. I, I, it's fine. I'm just being a cheap bitch. It's it's All okay. Right. <laughs> you'll you'll feel it and you'll be like, okay, it's time to not be a cheap bitch anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hate when it gets to this hot. And I this know. was such a beautiful week. Like the whole week was so cool and it pleasant. Really was. And then they were like, run for cover. It's gonna be death. Anyway, um, recommended As a viewing. Person, there's always a line of sweat on me. Just like a nice base. Yeah, well, that's me all summer long. But then t I step into my air-conditioned apartment, and I'm like, ah, bliss. And I take off all my clothes. Yes. And I run around naked. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what have you and Boy Wolf watched in the past two weeks that you'd like to recommend to our hmm. listener? You know, I, we, honestly, we haven't really been watching a whole lot. A lot of, lot of the same. But I don't know if I've recommended this already. But we are watching The Big Flower Fight on Netflix. What? So it's this, it's such faggotry. Like it is like, it, it's, it's a, a, a UK show um, and it's basically like flowers and, and they're like creating all of these like flower sculptures and each week it's a different theme. So they'll do like a bird challenge, a like fashion challenge and they have to make all these, these things out of flowers. But the contestants are so, they're all like, Characters are all eccentric. They're all just like very. So it's a florist competition. Yeah, and the mm. and the judges are all fags, and the, like everyone's just. <laughs> it's so. It, it, you know, Netflix has this category. It makes Project Runway look like the NFL. Is it, that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, Netflix has this category of like Netflix UK. They're yeah. like like the um the great Amer the great British baking yes, show. Yes, it's very much like that. But they're in the middle of like the countryside and they have this big they work in this big dome. It's this like mm. huge dome studio space. And I um, have to watch this. It's kind of I like I'm I, these days I want something that's kind of just like I like seeing people really good at what they do. Yeah, creativity TV. is yeah. wonderful to watch and especially at a time of such like ugliness and it's stress. It's inspiring. It makes me like feel good. It's just mm -hmm. like easy to consume. I hear you. Yeah. JB, recommended viewing? Um, okay, so I got two two comedians. One just came out this week. Uh, she's a thick bitch. Uh, Ursula, it's called... Uh, hold on, I got you. I know it's called Un Unqualified Loser. It's very funny. Hmm. Very funny. She's a one-named comedian, Ursula? No. I, oh, I unfortunately so. I know, I'm thinking... Her of last name. Uh, loser. Doo -doo -doo. Uh, okay, Ursula... Andrus. Carlson, C C A R L S O N. Okay, Carlson. Carlson. Oh my God, I'm 
clearly I'm retarded. I can't spell. Don't say that. Oh my God. Okay, I'm special and I have a chromosome. I missing. apologize for JB's I language. I'm sorry for my language. Um, so I got Ursula, Overqualified Loser. That was a great, hilarious comedy. Okay. I enjoyed it. And then also How to Act Black by D. Ray Davis. It's also another ha-ha comedy. That you Are they both stand-up specials? Both stand-up specials. D. Ray? D. Ray Davis, yes. All right. You'll, you'll notice he's he's in a lot of movies, but like as a side black character. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you. I hadn't heard of either of those. I will be checking those out. You know, there's been no new television shows in production for like five months. And so we are running out of shows to watch. Actually, I'm waiting for the 31st because Umbrella Umbrella Academy season two is coming out. So I'm excited. I don't know what that is. I know it's a superhero thing. Okay. So, so not, don't care. Don't want to hear <laughs> anything about it. Um, my wow. recommended, you guys, is if you have Showtime or any of the Showtime streaming apps, watch a docu- docu-series called Outcry which is about a high school football star in Texas who was accused of molesting two four-year-old boys. It's one of those um, true crime dramas with so many twists and turns. I don't want to give anything away. It's just something you need to watch. It will shock you, and uh, you learn a lot about the legal system. So that's it for recommended viewing. What time is it? Oh, we've wasted 10 minutes. Okay, let's get into it, Ryan and JB. So the last time we were in the studio was July 4th. Yes. Little did we know that while we were here in our safe, socially distanced bubble, mm-hmm. queens were going crazy out on Fire Island. Honey. A, sh- a hop, skip, and a ferry jump away from With here. no mass. Th- no mass. JB, there were right. thousands of them it congregating on the yeah. beach in the meat rack, which is like a wooded area where people traditionally have sex. Uh, a house party that was organized, like a big house party that was yeah. organized by a professional party promoter with a DJ. And there was multiple photos and videos of the these big crowds, no masks, no social distancing. And um, so, you know, and, and by the way, I know for a fact that at least one person who was at that house party has since tested positive for COVID. So yep. that sucks. But, um, but two people in particular... Uh, rose to infamy during the shenanigans. One of them is a guy named Corey Hannon, who's been nicknamed COVID Corey, (laughs) a.k.a. Typhoid Mary. Wow. COVID Corey uh, was a kid. uh, When I say kid, I mean he's like 26. He was pretty sure he had COVID. He was waiting for the test results to come back. He isolated for like five or six days, and then he went out to Fire Island. Because he had plans to, and he didn't want to cancel them. And the only reason we all know this is because he repeatedly posted on social media about how he had COVID as he was on the beach of Fire Island, saying things like, oh, I want to go kiki with the boys, but, you know, I'm still fighting with Miss Rona. Oh, my God. (laughs) Boy culture uh, called him out for many things. He said, first of all, you're a gay man, but you're not in Paris is burning. It's the coronavirus. It's COVID-19. It's not Ms. Rona. Did HIV AIDS have a cute drag name? Wow. Anyway, he started to get dragged, and then he posted an Insta story where he was like, fuck you all, fuck the haters, I hope you all get COVID. Oh, my God. I'm, like, getting angry all over again. I'm, like, reliving this for the second time. I'm still on the drag day thing. Like, what if HIV did have a drag day? She'd be real cute. (laughs) What would it be? Oh, my God. Um, something like Hiva. Hiva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very hard, but <laughs> coronavirus. How about easy. wait? How about Tia Cell? 
TSL. TSLs. Anyway, we'll, we'll work on that. But um, okay, so then uh, he gets completely dragged and blown up, and then it turns out also that he's racist. Somebody, somebody releases a screenshot of a DM they had with him. I, I assume he's he's DMing with a person of color. Uh, it's out of context, so who knows? But he wrote, "Sis, I love you, but I'm removing your comment. My status is not a place for drama. The gays rioted because we were attacked. Nobody attacked black people." Are you fucking kidding me? Violence is not okay. End of story. Delete or block if you want. And then he wrote later, get over your stuff. Everything is always a race issue. When all, when will black people ever just realize nobody gives a fuck about color? So, oh. yeah, he became, I mean, he clearly had just a douche through and through. So um, after everything blew up and he was, I think he was literally like forced to leave Fire Island. I think it's like people were like escorted, escorted off the island, banned. He's banned permanently from ever going out there again. Wow. So then he made this Good like pathetic, like seven minute, quote unquote, apology mm -hmm. video. Here's a little of that. I'm sorry for the audio. I recorded it from home. I okay. tested a week after my symptoms went away. I felt fine, and I, it was time for me to get tested. I went and got tested, talked to the doctor. The doctor informed me that due to the holiday and the demand in case, the demand and test, the test is going to take seven to ten business days to get back to me. I went to a well-reputable doctor. This is like this is the world we live in right now. The tests take for a, for a long time. I apologize. So until this day, I still have not had a positive COVID test. We are not sure I have COVID. Every physician I've talked to, when I tell my symptoms has made the, uh, the medically, medical assumption that I have it based on my symptoms. I've never been tested positive for COVID. Let me repeat that. I have not been tested positive for COVID. My test that I took prior to leaving for Fire Island still has not come back. I have called the doctor. There's nothing they can do. It was sent to the lab. I saw I'm patiently waiting. So let me repeat again. I have no positive test for COVID. Um, I would never maliciously go out there and infect people. I'm not a murderer. I'm not a bad person. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and I think I've paid the price for them. No. Again, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> apology with 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 uh, quotation marks. It, it, it's like every time, every time one of these like you know privileged white gays does something wrong, they come up with these like defensive, like non apologies. Right. Like if you if. If, even if you didn't have a positive test, if you have any kind of symptoms, or even like, why why are you even uh, alluding to it? Why are you even if if you right. don't if you think you have COVID and you have symptoms of COVID, stay the fuck home. Yeah, that's like rule number one. Now the twist on COVID, Corey, is that after all this drama and all of the dragging that he rightfully received, he's negative for COVID. Girl, he deserves. He he posted his negative result. Now, he's not the only one. Uh, aside from COVID Corey, there's also someone I'm calling Jackass Giancarlo. Oh, my God. Giancarlo, uh, I think it's uh, Albanese. He posted an Instagram uh, picture that same weekend of what he claimed to be this giant meat rack party at night with, like, thousands of people shoulder to shoulder in the meat rack. Now, uh, that photo has since been proven to be a fake. Mm -hmm. There was a gathering in the meat rack, but that was not a picture of it. I right. don't know why he, he got that from some Russian website, and this has been proven. He's also like a professional internet troll, but he was basically like, fuck your masks, fuck your social distancing. If you don't like it, you can kiss my asshole. That was his Instagram. 
Uh, meanwhile, his family, and, and again, some people think that he's a fake, his whole account is a fake. It's very unclear whether this dude is on the level. But people claiming to be his family members posted on it and were like, you're not welcome at home anymore. Because he was living with his parents. Oh, my God. And they were like, your mom is sick. How dare you put her health at risk? You are not allowed in this house again. Um, and if you look at his other Instagram posts, everything's like QAnon, Mm-hmm. Pro Trump. Oh my God. Uh, you know, don't believe the CDC. Don't believe Dr. Fauci. He's one of these. Yeah. He's one of these like right wing gays for Trump. So after he got dragged and attacked, he <clears throat> also posted a rambling video. I think it goes on for 13 minutes. And uh, I want you to hear a little bit of this just to give you an idea of, of what kind of person this is. Virus. Okay. By the way, the virus, guys, I never said it wasn't real but it was planned. And if you continue watching this video, you'll see why. Every event, every huge event that happens in the world is planned and calculated by the very select elite group of people, okay? And we will never really truly know who does all this and who organizes it. We can only pick up the pieces and look backwards. But you have to understand the bias that's existing right now. The media and everybody else is forcing you or programming you to hate people, okay, that are going to pursue their freedoms and that are going to exercise them. This is the wrong thinking, guys. Instead of dividing, we all need to come together, all right? We cannot continue to live in fear of one another. Say it, JB. This is fuckery. Uh, I'm also going to say it is white privilege because they have not been punched in the face. They have not had their doors forcibly opened by cops. Those are videos I've been watching all week. This, I want to punch them all in the face. I, it's an I alternate universe, right? Yeah, it's like two different things. I'm saying I'm seeing the white people who do nothing right here. The cop Corey and what do you call him? Jackass. Jackass Jason. Giancarlo. Yeah, that bitch right here making these punk ass videos where real world people are in danger. Yeah. That guy by people who are supposed to protect us abusing their power and doing it on camera and say, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, it's, it's getting serious. I, I don't leave my house anymore. That's another reason why I don't leave my house. My therapist said I should go off more walks, but I'm- gonna, You're afraid. Yeah, I don't, mm. don't want to leave my house. That sucks, man. And <sighs> seeing this just infuriates me. It makes me want to go out there and punch these people in the face. But if I do that, I'm wrong and I'm cast as the villain. Well, I don't uh, support anyone punching anyone in the face, uh, except in self-defense. But yes, your point is well taken. This is white privilege fuckery. It's also just like, you know, this Giancarlo kid, these people who have embraced, and we'll talk about this next week a little more, these people who have embraced all of these conspiracy theories that are out there, you have to believe that they that there's someone that there's this cabal of people. He talks about this. He talks about a new world order mm-hmm. and the Illuminati. That there's these people who just spend all their time planning everything that happens in the world. These these major events are all are all planned and we're Which, all. Who has time for? Who has time <laughs> who has for time that? For? No one has time. And and to what what's the agenda? Why would you why would you plan a pandemic? Right. Especially one that wipes out the entire world. It's not that, like, only America's dealing with this. You know, people in every country on Earth are dying from coronavirus. Who would plan this? Right. What would be the goal? Actually, now that you said that, it brings me back to the Resident Evil movie franchise. That whole movie, it was planned by people. The whole zombie apocalypse. But it's a movie. It's fiction. That's not how the world works. (laughs) And that costs a lot of money. The thing that 
I find most upsetting about both of these stories and basically everything that came out of the whole Fire Island Fourth of July um, debacle. Mm. This is this is an island that is a sacred space for our community and that has already decades ago been through a virus. And the fact that we're yeah. acting this way when like I, it just it it's upsetting because I feel like everyone just assumes that you go to Fire Island just to have sex and do drugs and party. But like that's true. You that can happen there. <laughs> But it's also like a really beautiful. Uh, it's an oasis. It's an oasis. It's, it's also a place of privilege. I mean, you gotta absolutely. have you gotta have a few bucks absolutely. in order to even go out for for one night. But yes, it's it, your your point is well taken. We survived. Well, we you know not we everyone did. did, but the 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 gay community at large survived TSLs, <laughs> and now they're flouting Miss Rona. Right. They're flouting all the guidelines and just saying, like, fuck everyone, we're just going to do this. And look, I get that we have a need as human beings to gather. Yes. This is not a normal situation. We've been isolating for five months now, and it could we could be isolating for the next two years. We don't fucking know. It's fucking hard. No one's perfect at it. I'm certainly not. I haven't followed every single rule every single minute of, of every day since shutdown, but I... I recognize that there is certain behavior that is just downright dangerous. Yes. And selfish. And insensitive and, 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 and wrong. And it's just like, it's just upsetting. And uh, yeah. In much uh, happier news, and speaking of TSLs, Brazilian scientists say that an HIV positive man is no longer HIV positive <gasps> after taking a powerful drug cocktail. The 36-year-old Brazilian may be the first to experience long-term remission from HIV after treatment with a specially designed cocktail of antiviral drugs. Now, in the past, two people have been confirmed cured of HIV, but both of them had risky treatments involving bone marrow transplants. We've talked right. about one of them on the show. These yeah. are people who were dying of cancer or leukemia, I think, and they had these like bone marrow transplants, and the bone marrow transplant removed HIV from their bodies. That's not something that's widely applicable. We can't yeah. all have bone marrow transplants, but this is the first time they took a cocktail. Um, they gave it to this guy for a period of time, uh, <clears throat> and they can't find HIV anymore, and he's been off the meds now for a while. It's too soon to say whether he's actually virus-free and the results have to be confirmed, um, but this is very exciting and very promising for anyone living with HIV. And here's something in this article that shocked me. Apparently, one in 20 people who start traditional antiretroviral treatment soon after they're infected also are able to suppress the virus to undetectable levels permanently. Wow. One in 20 is pretty high. Yeah. yeah. So that means, like, the meds that I'm on, someone else takes those, and I have to keep taking them every day, but that person, after the first few months, could just stop and never take them again and never have to worry about HIV again. Wow. That would be I had pretty, no idea. Yeah. The drugs, sense. if anyone's interested, are called uh, Maravarok and Nicotinamide. And they are thought to lure HIV out of its hiding spots in the body, allowing other drugs to kill the virus. So we shall see what happens. Um, this Very patient, exciting. yeah, this patient returned to standard antiretroviral therapy after the trial ended, just because, you know, they, they want to be safe. 
Um, but he stopped taking all of his antiretroviral drugs in March 2019. Uh, his blood has been tested every three weeks since then and shows no sign of infection. They, he doesn't even have the antibodies anymore. And that's what they can't, that's what blows their mind. So we shall see what happens. Meanwhile, in a possibly related story, San Francisco is about to open bathhouses again for the first time in 30 years. Oh, oh dear. God. Me. Oh. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors will soon vote on a measure that would allow gay bathhouses to reopen around the city for the first time since the 80s. One of the supervisors said, to be clear, this ordinance does not mean and will not require or allow the opening of adult sex venues in San Francisco before it is safe to do so as part of COVID-19 reopening. So they're not opening these today. Got it. Which would probably be a bad idea. But uh, honestly, I didn't even know that. Uh, I didn't know that, that San Francisco banned bathhouses. In the 80s. But it's but it's been since the 80s. Yeah. So I just was I was in San Francisco in early March, right mm -hmm. before the shutdown, and so I I happen to know this. The only bathhouse that San Francisco gay men go to is in Berkeley. Oh. That's where Steamworks is because you have to leave San Francisco. Interesting. Now there was a strange little sex club right near the hotel where I was staying, mm -hmm. but it was specifically not a bathhouse. There was no like showers or hot tubs or pools. It was just like kind of like paddles in New York, if you know that one, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of like a place where you can go and like get your dick sucked. And I don't really understand what the difference is, except that at a bathhouse, at least you can shower. Like, right. to me, that's more hygienic. Yeah. Than just a sex club. I don't know. But anyway, it looks like they're coming back. And, you know, I support this, I guess. Well, we had talked about this in the past, I think probably pre-COVID, but I, I do think that if we lived in a non-COVID world, there would be like a, a, sp a space for this sort of like modern bathhouse kind of environment where it could be a, it could be a lot less like seedy and gross. And yeah, we want to open one that has like entertainment yeah, that, like, and a snack bar. But unfortunately, outdoor space in the world that we live in now. Um, I, I don't know. I mean. Ugh. Is a bathhouse, what would that be classified as far as, like, is that a gym? Is it a spa? Is it a, like... <laughs> I would what? think it would be the last thing to open, like, after Broadway theater. Yeah. After concerts, after, like, all the, all the other public gatherings, sports events. I think bathhouses would be, like, phase 10. Phase 10, great. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't look for this anytime soon. But it's interesting. I, I think that... We've come full circle as a culture because at one time, bathhouses were the primary way that gay men met for sex. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, AIDS came and sex became terrifying for everyone, although it didn't stop. Um, and then gradually it became more about bars and clubs and sort of underground sex parties. And then now... It's all about apps. apps. Yeah. It's just apps. We don't ever leave our apartment. We don't meet people. We don't meet we don't go out to a gathering place and meet a bunch of guys and say, Hey, like you seem cute and I like talking to you. Like, let's right. go have some fun. It's just like send me your dick pic, send me your whole pic. All right, I'll be right over. Right. PMP, party raw. Like there's no there's no acquaintance at all. Yeah. So maybe at bathhouses are healthier than apps. Yeah, well, in terms of like your mental and spiritual self, I I think so, and and I know that you know people 
would probably disagree, but I think that I think that being able to connect in in real life, I, I wish we could return to that. Yeah, but. I like it. I mean, I definitely like a place where you can have sex and then shower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then like hang out and read a magazine. Yeah, or go in the hot tub. Yeah, JB, have you ever been to a bathhouse? No, no, I haven't. Never in your life. Do you have any? Does that hold any appeal to you? Nothing. No. I've, no. I've only been to one. Okay, I feel like it's like it, it's like picking. It's it's like being pageant queen, mm. and you're waiting for someone to pick you. Mm. And if they don't pick you, you feel awkward. You're mm. worried about the rejection. Yeah, I'm also worried about rejecting others. I'd rather not deal with that. Mm. I'd rather just walk away. There's a nice way to do it, and there's a cunty way to do it. I've, I had someone once, at, not at a bathhouse, but at a sex party, I had someone literally put his hand out and push me physically away from him. Oh, my God. And oh, that's rude. And I wasn't touching him. I wasn't wow. violating his space. I literally, like, walked over as he was getting a blowjob, and I was like, hey, you know, can I, can I join in? And he was like, poof, and just, like, pushed me. And I was like, that wasn't necessary. But you can just shake your head and smile and say, no thanks, man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I think most people who are there understand they're not going to get everyone they want. Right. I'm certainly not. We have a Leah Michelle story. And we're not going to sing the bumper because this is actually really sad. Yeah. And I want to also remind you that Leah Michelle is due to give birth at any moment. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so this bitch... It, Whatever she's done in the past, whatever she's been through, I think she's suffered enough at this point. This is about the death of Naya Rivera, mm. which heartbreaking. is so heartbreaking oh my God. and so sad. I really loved her. She was my favorite character and actress on Glee. She was my second favorite. Who was your favorite? Amber Riley. Oh, yeah, I forgot her. She was great, Mercedes, too. She was, she was pretty great. I did not watch Glee. Can you believe it? Oh, right. Get, get out, you right. I didn't, like, You and Paul should start that from I, season I, one. I watched the first episode, and I, I, I didn't like it. I don't like Ryan Murphy shows. Well, it, it became garbage. Yes. Eventually, like all of his series. But the first few seasons were amazing. But Naya Rivera, who went on a boat with her four-year-old son and somehow... Got into the water and never came back out, even okay. though the boy did. So, the, so, so here's what the story is. During that time, they, they didn't weigh anchor on the boat. So they were just drifting, and the lake was crazy. She, no one's wearing life vests. Her and her son was out in the water. She only had enough strength to put her son on the boat and not bring herself back up. So she was swept away by the waves. The, but it's claimed, a lake. It, yeah. They claim no foul play. What, was, what happened, it was just too, too powerful of a current. And so here's what I heard, JB. I heard that the boy was wearing a life vest, that there was a second life vest in the boat that she clearly hadn't worn. Yeah, because she's a strong swimmer. She didn't think she knew. But who drowns in a lake? Well, It's not the ocean. I know. I, I, I'd seen uh, people talk about this particular lake being, like, being ocean-like, which is crazy. I mean, it, it's— Well, the Great Lakes— some of them are, are pretty massive, but yeah. I've been on the Great Lakes. Like, there's no current. Yeah. Anyhow, um, this back to Leah Michelle. So after Naya Rivera disappeared and then they ultimately found her body, uh, fans begin, began speculating over the reason. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. 
Okay, so basically, there had always been this uh, rumors of a long-term feud between Leah Michelle and Naya Rivera. The characters feuded on the show, but in, in terms of the actresses in real life, mm-hmm. they were supposed to have hated each other, and there was all kinds of drama on the set. And so when she died, when Naya Rivera died, all these fans started going to Leah Michelle's social media and being like, it should have been you. <gasps> wow. Oh, that's so uncalled for. You should be dead. Wow. Oh, my God. Totally uncalled for. So Leah Michelle deleted her social media. Okay, it's <sighs> one thing to call someone out for the wrong that they did, but it's another to forcibly wish death on someone. Especially when, yeah. I'm sure Leah Michelle, however she felt about Naya Rivera, I'm sure she was in shock. This is the third major cast member of that show to die. Cursed. It really is. Cor- Corey Monteith played Finn mm-hmm. and was Leah Michelle's boyfriend in real life as mm-hmm. well as on the show. He dies of a heroin overdose. Then Mark Schalling, who played Puck, kills himself after being charged with multiple counts of child pornography possession. And then Naya Rivera drowns. That's like a third of the cast. I know. That's crazy. So I'm sure she's traumatized. And, and she's about to give birth. She's about to give she's birth. She's a pregnant she's in, woman. She's under quarantine. <sighs> Uh, there's rumors about her her marriage not not going well. I mean, this oh. woman's had enough. Whatever she whatever she did in the past, like leave fucking Leah Michelle alone. Let her have her yeah. baby. It, it, it. How does it make you feel better about Naya Rivera's death to go on Leah Michelle's Instagram or Facebook and say it should have been you? If you're a real fan, you should listen to her music, especially when she left Leah and started trying on her own. I yeah, it. it's beautiful. And you know, uh, JB, she really wanted to play Anita in the Steven Spielberg yes. remake of West Side Story. She posted an audition video at the time on Instagram that oh was fabulous. It was beautiful. She's like, "I'm Naya Rivera, and I'm auditioning for the role of Anita." And she Work. sang, and she she would have been perfect, Ugh. but she didn't get cast. So um, I feel terrible about Naya Rivera. I feel really terrible for her four year old son. I don't know how you go through life. Living with that. And I do think it was a very mysterious circumstance. Um, But leave Leah Michelle alone, even though I've been dragging her for weeks now. (laughs) I mean, we do it in fun, not like. I don't go on her social media. Yeah, we we don't drag you to a point of bullying and try to make you kill yourself. That's terrible. Yeah, and I'm just telling you what other people said about her. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know Leah Michelle. You know, you people. You people. You people. Meanwhile, Halle Berry has pulled out of a role she was supposed to play. Uh, She was going to play a trans man in an upcoming movie. And uh, let me see if I can find the name of it. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, here's what Halle had said about it. This film is, is about a character where the woman is a trans character. So she's a woman that transitioned into a man. There's already a problem. Mm, She's a character in a project I love that I might be doing. So she's got got her pronouns wrong. The project was apparently pitched to Barry some time ago, but has been put on hold while she concentrated on her directorial debut, debut Bruised, in which she plays a disgraced MMA fighter. That seems crazy. Hmm. Um, The interview in which she said that was screen captured and reposted on Twitter. Of course, like trans Twitter went insane. And um, Halle Berry later tweeted, over the weekend, I had the opportunity to discuss my consideration of an upcoming role as a transgender man, and I'd like to apologize for those remarks. As a cisgender woman, I now understand that I should not have considered this role and that the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. 
You know, I've really done a 180 on this issue. Good. A couple years ago on, on this podcast, we were discussing this, and I was like, yes, ideally trans actors should play trans roles, but like there aren't enough trans actors mm-hmm. that are famous, and if you have someone like Jared Leto playing a trans woman and doing it with such um, grace and such sympathy and more people come to see the movie because Jared Leto's in it, isn't that a good thing? Is it about the story or the actor? Well, or, or the grosses. Like I, yeah. was, I was looking at it from like an economic standpoint. Anyway, I've completely changed my mind after, first of all, after seeing trans actors uh, star in shows like Transparent and mm-hmm. Pose and get tremendous critical acclaim and become famous yeah. because someone gave them an opportunity to show what they could do. Right. But also after watching Disclosure, yes. which Ugh. I really recommend. So good. I understand why it's harmful for a cisgender woman to play a trans man or a cisgender man to play a trans woman. It's not necessarily, and, and I've heard this from trans people, it's not necessarily a problem when Olympia Dukakis plays a trans woman because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. You have a woman playing a woman. The problem when you have a cis man playing a trans woman or a cis woman playing a trans man, like in the case of Halle Berry, is what you're telling the audience, the mainstream audience who doesn't really understand these issues, doesn't understand what a trans identity is, you're saying, oh, a trans woman is a man dressed like a woman. And that's not the case. And so it perpetuates this mistaken belief about what gender is and what gender means. And trans women say that when a man plays a trans woman, it puts their lives in danger. Because yeah. it's, it, it, it reinforces this idea that, oh, it's just a man in a wig and a dress. I, yes, I absolutely agree. And I'm so happy that Disclosure exists now and I hope that lots of people are watching it. But I don't understand how this even happened in the first place. Exactly. Why are we still even we just debating went, this? I mean, I guess the Scarlett Johansson thing was two years ago, or I don't even remember. Not even. Like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just don't know how these decisions were made. And it also, it's like, if you are trying to tell uh, a trans story and you can't find trans actors to play it, then it shouldn't be told. The story shouldn't be told. Right. Like, I, I don't understand why you would want to um, to write a story for uh, for and not allow that community. Well, it's to- like it's like casting a white person as a black person and putting them in blackface. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know. It's that offensive. Right. I went too long on this. Yes. So give us your RuPaul's Drag Race update and then I'm we will do our guest segment. Really, really brief. Hit it, girl. Shantae, you stay. I am tired and this season <laughs> is exhausting and the editing is so heavy handed and the delusion is grand. And I just I, I, at this point, um, I'm not impressed with Cracker. I don't think she should win. I think it needs to be Juju or Shay, and I, 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 I hope, I think Cracker is a talented queen. I've seen her in New York. I love her at the club. She's cute, but I feel like if she wins, it would be similar to when Trixie won. I feel like it, 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 is a, it, would, not, it would not be a valid win, and I feel like someone like Juju B, who has such a legacy 
and has performed so well and has and has really like taken command of the season um, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And now, same with Shay. Now, I think Jujubee, um, Cracker, and Shay are all deserving. I'd be fine with any of them winning. I will say that last night for the stand-up comedy challenge, Cracker destroyed, Shay did great, Jujubee did poorly, and Blair ate dog shit. Oh my God. And let me say so something bad. about if you're gonna do a roast. Roasting is great. It's a great idea, especially on that show. But if you're going to go after the guest judges, then you have to say something that's actually funny. You can't just insult them. You can't call that actor, I wish I knew his name, the oh, one yeah. from Veep, mm -hmm. who was, you can't call him a crusty asshole. That he's never done anything to anyone. That's not his persona. It that was really shocking. Yeah. And I can't believe he didn't address it. And then the joke about Jane Krakowski was that she was old. Jane Krakowski's not particularly old, but if you were going to make an old joke about her, you could say something like, Jane Krakowski, you've been around for so long. You started acting in the 70s. Jane is the only actress who has to renew her SAG card at the same time she has to renew her AARP card. Yes, like, that's, that's a joke. A joke. You don't just go, she escaped from the old age home. Well, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. And, and then to think that she did well. It, it, was, um, it was delusional. Um, but I think that I think the season overall has just been really heavy handed. I think that um, this version of All Stars with the lip sync assassin, I think they also uh, did a disservice to Kennedy Davenport. Oh yeah, she she. I mean, was not impressive. That was not a song for her. I mean, it, not that it's supposed to be for her, but I feel like yes, she is a lip sync assassin. She's a dancer. She's one of the best dancers the show's ever seen. And you give her "Fancy," which I love that song. I think it's a great song. But it wasn't. It was a weak choice. JB, what's happening with our phone guest? Um, I, I can get a phone line out, so I'm gonna try calling. Oh dear. All right. Um, well, I'm having technical difficulties, but in the meantime, yeah, I uh, that was a boring lip sync for me for both of them. Yeah, it just felt. It just feels like they're 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 trying to produce this this story that feels very. I don't know. It's like um, it's like Shay being told, um, yeah, like lean into the to the to the roses thing, and then and then like people saying that you know it's one note or like, I don't know. I've just, I'm also, I'm also, um, I've said on the podcast before that I, uh, am no longer looking at social media as far as like the drag race stuff. Mm. Of course, I'm back to looking at the Twitter and oh, Instagram. Why are you doing this to yourself? Because it's, it's, I, I like, I, it's something I don't, I can't explain it. It's just like, I want to know what, what people, what the general, but aren't they so toxic? It is so toxic, um, but it also like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the fans say things and point out things that I'm like, yeah, that's really, um, that's really strange. But I, I don't know. I just, I'll tell you what last night's episode did for me. It made me respect Ross Matthews more than I ever have before. Yeah. I've always kind of felt like Ross Matthews just lucked out. Like yeah. he, he just became the intern on the tonight show and suddenly had like an instant career. I never thought of him as like a, a real stand-up comedian, mm -hmm. which may be totally unfair. I don't know his background. He may have done stand-up for years before he became famous or after he became famous, but his coaching was great. Yeah. Everything he said was very, very smart. And 
Jane Krakowski, I adore Jane oh, Krakowski, legend. but she's not a funny lady, which is what they kept calling her. She's a she's an actress who's done a lot of comedy work, but that's not the same as being a comedian. Right. She is she is funny. She she's like a a character actress, um, but she's not. Yeah, she's not a comedian. All right, um, JB, turn your mic on and tell us what's going on because I'm getting stressed out. Okay, um, so because the, Derek and I mean, they only here four days a week. Right. And Fridays they do a remote podcast. And so the phone's not connected to the studio. I'm trying to figure out why. So I'm texting Romaine right now. What if we call him, what if we just call him on a, on a phone, an iPhone, and put it on speaker and hold it up to the mic? Because at this point we've only got 16 minutes left and I'd really love to interview Colin. Can we try um, it that way? You want to do... The, let, let me do it. All right. Here. <laughs> just read his number out loud. No, just kidding. Uh, okay, let's try this. Dun, 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 this is live radio, everyone. What is that? Please leave your message for. Are you kidding? Five, five, <laughs> no. Live radio. Let's see if I dialed it right. Here we try it again. Ryan, sing yes. something in the meantime. Um, in the meantime, I will sing something for the listeners as we wait to get the guest. I didn't want you to really improvise a song. I just wanted you to. Hello? Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? Colin? Hi. Hey, I'm so sorry. We are having major technical difficulties, which is why we're so oh, late okay. in calling you. No worries. But let me, do, let me do an official introduction of you. Our guest today is a beloved YouTube star whose first YouTube video entitled O'Leary Car Ride Showtunes 2018 has garnered over two and a half million views. In it, he lip syncs dramatically to Showtunes while wearing fabulous homemade costumes while his mother stoically drives him around. Please welcome all the way from sunny Rockville Center, New York, YouTube star Colin O'Leary. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is so cool. JB, do you think that uh, he can be heard this way? I can hear him. Okay, I'm literally holding the phone up to the microphone, which is not how we usually do this. Uh, is there anything I can do? Do you want me... Uh, no, you oh, sound okay. great. Okay, oh, great. You great. sound great. loud and clear. Uh, okay, I have so many questions for you, but the yeah. first one is going oh, to be cool. this, because we just watched that video before we went on oh, the air. Which one? The first uh, one? The first one. Yeah. So, where did the... Whose dog is that that you pulled out of the basket so when you were funny. doing Dorothy? So, so, oh my God, that is my grandparent... Your horrendous, horrible Yorkie Terrier, little, little pest. He's a little tiny little dude that just freaking pees everywhere. So I go to my grandparents. They don't even know that I'm taking him. They, they're somewhere. They're out. They were out food shopping. This was back before quarantine, so everyone could still be out. Um, so they were out food shopping, and I just went over, took the dog, put him in the basket, did a quick, very quick take put him back in the house they had no idea I even took him it was so funny that to me is the highlight of a video that has many many highlights but he's such a horrible dog I was like is this dog gonna pee in the basket is he gonna pee all over the car like he would do that because he like Yorkie Terriers they mark they like they show their dominance so I was so worried that he was just gonna pee all over the entire car and my mom would have been even more pissed well he seemed very so, well behaved at oh least for God. the take that you got yeah, I'm gonna do two takes Col the first one wasn't too well <laughs> Colin what is your I know you're you're very young what are you like 20 21 22 getting, getting up there oh yes you're an old man I feel it what is your background as far as artistic training and education did you study 
theater, music, costume? Like, what, what, what happened that you got to be as good as you are at all this stuff? So, I went to 12 years of Catholic education. Oh, dear. You know, the whole, whole shebang, the whole gym, the whole, all the classes with everything and none, no art, no art allowed. I took no art classes because they, they do not allow it. They don't, they don't want you to pursue it. So I had to really do everything on my own out of, out of school. Um, did like a lot of like theater programs, did my school theater program. I did a lot of theater programs out of school. And then I started studying um, production design at Pace University. Yes. So that's where I really started to like really get into like knowing the world of production and design and designers and the uh, math behind all that. So that was really probably my biggest exposure to this craft. Did the, ca- um, did the Catholic school wonderful. did the Catholic school have a theater program? They had a theater program, but it was absolutely atrocious. It was just. <laughs> Like, like the worst you can think of. So, where did your love of Broadway musicals come from? I've always been in this world. I've always been in love with it. So, I guess ever since I was born, my I, my grandma would take me out to the city, and we would just go and see a show. And it'd be almost like it'd be like maybe two times a year we would go out and do that. So, I'd really get exposed to like the classic Broadway shows. And ever since, just since that, I've been falling in love with it. And so, also the Wizard of Oz too. The Wizard of Oz, ever since I was young, has always had such a huge meaning to my life, and like just the way that that film was made was such an inspiration with the backdrops and the costumes. So also that was a huge inspiration as to why I want to do this. It's so interesting to me because when I first saw your videos, I just assumed like, oh, this is like a musical theater kid. Like this is a kid that loves to be on stage and sing and perform. But really, you're more of a behind the scenes person, it sounds like. Like your your thing is is costumes and sets and design. That's the hard part. And it's funny because when I get it all together, I'm like, finally, I have the wand or I have the bubble machine or I have the fog machine. Like, finally, I have all this stuff. And then I put I press record and I'm like, oh. Now I have to, like, perform. So I don't even think of, like, the performance aspect. That's always the last. That's always, all right, I I have the lighting, I have the sound, now I need to do the actual performance. So that's when everyone's like, oh, my God, like, they're good at performing. I'm always like, really? Like, I just, that was kind of just the last... The last part of, of all the checklist. Colin, if you um, if you get the costume, if, if your call waiting go, if your call waiting goes off right now, pick up the call. That's the studio okay. calling. We're gonna do this the right way. Yeah. Um. Stand by, please. We are transferring Colin to the studio line. JB, you are amazing. Colin, can you hear us? Hello. Yes. I hear. Yay! Now you're officially on the air. Thank you so much. Wow. Hello. Hello. That's cool. So your mother has become as big a star as you, if not bigger. Oh, yeah, it's bigger. Where are you guys driving around to? Are you going to actual places, or is she just driving you in circles? So that's so funny, because I was just thinking of this before. Because, so it really depends. Some of the big ones is usually we're in a parking lot. So if I'm, like, pulling a giant ball gown into the car, or if I'm splashing my mother in the face with water, we're probably in a giant parking lot. But there are some some of them that I'm probably just like which which is a good example when I'm doing the Lion King foot, oh, like when I have the foot come that out, is so funny. my mother. Yes, we are 
literally at a red light. So, like, we get to the red light, I go, I crawl underneath the seat, bend my back, crack it, and then I finally get to my foot to where it needs to be, and then the, the light turns green. So, we're really, it depends on the logistics and how safe, too, I just... I can be depending on what I'm doing to her. Now, I, re- I, I heard an interview that you did with Instinct Magazine where you said that basically she allows you one take for each yes. for each clip, yes. and that's it. That's it. So the she- only one that was tough double was, I think, the dog because she was looking the wrong way. <laughs> so I was like, we have to do it again. So, <laughs> it, so is she? I mean, it, she's obviously she's very tolerant of this. Does she like it? Does she enjoy it? Oh, or- she, no. It, 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 that's the other thing. It's, yes, the, the costumes, the scenery, all of that, I have to work for and, and get it and make sure it's ready in time. But the hardest, the absolute hardest thing is getting my mother to just do it. So that's why I only get one shot because she just wants it done. She just, just do it, get it done, and then we're over, finished with it. So it is a little hard, but we get around it. I think she's amazing the way she never breaks character. Mm-hmm. We have to point out that I, you're not really the f- you are not the first YouTube star to lip sync in a car while being driven by a mother. Was was Matoki yeah. an inspiration to you? So it was actually even before that because there's people. This is like an ongoing trend. I this just what I thought when I was doing it. Because I've seen a couple even before Matoki. I've seen a couple of people do this. So I just thought it was like kind of like a James Gordon type of trend, like. The driving in the car. So I, I was just like, oh, you know what? I'll just do a little show tune. I have all these props I'm bringing in and out of the house because I'm working on all these shows. So I was like, I might as well use them if I'm making all these props. Why would I just make them for a performance that runs for a week? Right. When I can, I can record it and then save all these things I make forever. So, th- so that's actually another reason why I really started to do it was so I can capture everything I'm making now forever. So now when I go back in 20 years, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember painting that backdrop or for this show. And then, so it's really a, a way to really make all the things I make permanent because if I don't record it, then they just disappear. That's so interesting because, yeah, you don't think about that, that if, if you're a set designer or you're a costume designer, usually your creations are only seen once. Absolutely. Whether it's theater or film, and then that's it. They're just gone forever. And so you are creating kind of a, a living museum to everything you've you've created. Have you and Matoki ever communicated with each other? No, never. It'd be fun. I mean, I've seen his. I've seen a couple of his videos, and I think they're freaking awesome. But no, I've never reached out or got in touch with him at all. But that's a great idea. I'd love a collaboration because I think, I mean, you're you're very different. You have different styles and clearly, you know, he's not doing the costumes and the sets that you are. But I think you're both really good lip syncers and sort of captivating to watch. So it would be kind of fun to see you do like one of those famous Broadway duets. Um, Oh, totally. Anything you can do, I can do better, that sort of thing. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Now, does he do Broadway? Um, he, uh, I want to say no. I've mostly seen him do standards and like Christmas right. girls and Christmas. Yeah, I saw the Christmas one. I love that. Colin, you and your mom were flown out to L.A. for a taping of Will and Grace because Sean Hayes is a huge fan of yours. Did that blow your fucking mind? It really did. I was like, "Where am I?" It was like when Dorothy freaking opens the door to Munchkinland. I was like. 
I've never been like greeted like this in my entire life, let alone it being Sean Hayes, Deborah Messing. It's the whole crew. They were all they knew like who we were, where we lived. It was crazy. I never had that experience ever. And also it was my first real experience with T V. I've always been into theater my entire life, ever since I, I, we were just talking about it, how just ever since I was born, I was just always into theater. And that was going great, inviting us and flying us down and everything. It really opened my mind to the world of television and film. And I was, like, seeing, like, the, the, the cameras and how they work and the writers, and they're like, oh, say this line and send this line. Like, I love that. Because you can just craft your vision so much more, I think, than theater. You have more control over it. Such a great, a great experience. Cool. That's so awesome. It really was. We have only a couple minutes left. Uh, I know that you've been featured in Instinct and LGBTQ Nation, but I don't know that any, anyone's actually asked you about your sexual orientation. Are you comfortable discussing that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Definitely. Uh, I'm very homosexual. Um, <laughs> yes. Significant yeah, other? Like just, oh, no. No. I, I, I have a whole... Usually, I'm in Fire Island Pines right now. That's... That's usually my summers, but um, I have a house in Kismet nice. in Fire Island, which is the first town. Yeah, so yeah. Hop over on the water taxi and go to the Pines and have my fun. But um, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely riding solo. Um, going to be probably for quite some time. Also, this other thing, like right now with the videos, with my painting, with my costumes, that is my relationship. I can't, like, I, I, that's just where I have to give my all to right now. I can't also have someone with me right now. I, I would hope to definitely get there. Um, but right now my focus is really on my work and my art. But yeah, definitely very homosexual. Um, Thank and I'm very goodness. out about it. Yeah. Like the Lady Gaga video, it's all rainbows. It's just Well you're extremely ad- you're extremely adorable. So if someone oh, single is listening and wants to contact you after the pandemic ends, yeah. what do you yeah, what's the number one thing you look for in a guy? Oof, oh my God, what a question. Uh, okay, I mean, I'll do the PG version. Um, no, we want the X version. Well, the X version is probably the number one version for for me, definitely. It does matter, ladies. Um, Absolutely. Let's see, let's see. <laughs> uh, probably, I like, like, you can't be artistic. How's that? How is that? That's a good one. You want someone who's not, not artistic. artistic. Exactly. Do not pick up a, a paintbrush. Don't even know how to write your name. Like, let me do all that. I get that it. Is, I so get that. Right? Because, honey, like, the no spotlight needs to be on you. Exactly. Colin O'Leary, you, you are do the, the numbers. You are a delight. I'm sorry that this was so oh. short. It was completely our no, fault. Come back again when we can give you a full interview um, and uh, and a happy ending. How can people follow yeah. you online? <laughs> I, my biggest platform, funny, is um, Colin O'Leary on Facebook. And you can also do call.eary, C-O-L dot E-A-R-Y on Instagram. And those are probably my biggest platforms. And, of course, YouTube. And, of course, YouTube, Colin O'Leary, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Check out his videos. He's amazing. I hope that you um, find that big dick. And uh, Thank you. Have, a, you have a wonderful rest of the summer. Oh, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks, so baby. Fun. Ryan and JB, please <laughs> plug yourselves in the remaining moments. Uh, you can follow me at, at Ryan Frosting on, on Twitter and Instagram. At Stocking Anarchy 12, only on Instagram. 
Thank you so much. Next Saturday, tune in to hear another brand new ass with one of our favorite guests, lesbian comedian Joanne Filan. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merch at adamsank.com and nominate us for the podcast awards. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. Have a great week, bitches.